if we are walking with the Lord, if we're loving one another, his love will be perfected in us. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. This is Jim Scudder, and welcome back to In Grace. Today, we are in a mini-series called Am I Loved? And we'll be in this through the rest of this week, at least until Thursday, and then Friday, we're gonna be featuring part two of the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. And it's so exciting to me to know that the Bible has predicted the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem in the end times, and how we see that starting to come together today, which makes me think that the Lord's return is soon. And so you definitely want to listen to that on Friday. You also might want to watch that. It's going to be tomorrow night on TBN. Uh, TBN's the largest Christian network in the United States, or at least the most watched Christian network in the United States. And we're also, anytime you can watch us on YouTube or Roku, we have channels on both. Uh, Those are free, and you can just search for In Grace. When you find us, on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can like the videos, you can comment on the videos, you can get alerts when a new video is put out. And the more you do that, uh, like us, subscribe, uh, comment, all of that, the more that YouTube will push us to other people so other people can hear the truth of God's word and the gospel. So I encourage you to watch the quest to reveal the Jewish temple and for sure listen on Friday and our weekend edition of In Grace. We are in a series since this is the week of love, Valentine's Day is tomorrow, uh, in a series called Am I Loved? Yesterday, we started to go through the alphabet of love. Somebody came up with a list in the Bible of Bible verses through A through Z, and uh, we we got A through M yesterday. Today is N through Z. So we're going to be going through a lot of Bible verses and uh, all these um, attributes of, of God's love. Am I loved? Very important to understand that we are loved of God. And I really think that understanding and that sense of security that we have once we understand God's love for us, uh, it will free us to love other people the way we should. Uh, Sometimes we don't love as we should because we really don't get God's love. And so we're going to deal with that today. If you would like to get the entire Am I Love three-part audio series, we can send that to you as a thank you for your gift of any amount to In Grace. If it's $5, that's fine. Whatever you can do, I'll just promise you this. People here at In Grace don't profit. We're doing this as a barely break even, if even break even. Uh, I'm not getting any salary from In Grace. The church uh, compensates us and allows my wife and I to have a living. So I'm donating my time to In Grace. So when you invest in Grace, it's not going to huge salaries. It's not going to to private jets. We really want to plow into the gospel, uh, all the funds that are given to us. When you give, It'll be a great investment in grace. More people hear the gospel. And I'll thank you by sending you this series, Am I Loved? This might be good for you to re-listen to or to send someone that really struggles with the fact that they are loved of God. Call us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE to get the Am I Loved audio series, or you can get it right on our website, ingraceradio.com. Some of you would rather write to us. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. And then we find the next one is named love. 
named love. In Romans 8.39, it tells us in the second part of the verse, the love of God. And here's the name, which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So when you say Jesus Christ, you're saying love. We've named love. In our Bethlehem's Tower Christmas pageant, one of the lines is, this was love itself. Jesus is love itself. So when we talk about Jesus, when we sing about Jesus, we're singing about love. It's named right here. Love has a name. His name is Jesus. Then we have one love. In John 17, we find the three in one, and the three are unified in one objective to showcase their love for us. One love. In them and thou in me, that thou may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them. This is a singular love. This is one love that comes together like, you know, on interstates, they will slowly reduce lanes until there's one, and then there's none, and then you don't want to keep going any farther from there. All the lanes are coming down into this one lane that God in three and one have loved us, and that was their purpose. That was what Jesus was saying the night in which he was arrested. If there's any other way, take this cup. In other words, that he would be crucified and become sin. If there's any other way, let's do the other way, but not my will, but thine, because there was only one way, and that road led Jesus to a cross. That unity of God that would come down to this pivotal point in history to show us how much God loves us by sending his son to die on a cross for us because of that singleness of God in displaying his love, we are assured of his love. And then we can be unified as believers and as a body and that we can fulfill God's love on this earth through us in that same singleness and that same oneness. And then we find perfect love in 1 John 4, 12. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. This is the way that the world can see God. As God is love, if we are walking with the Lord, if we're loving one another, his love will be perfected in us. And then there's a quickening love. That's an old English word that means make alive. Make alive. Quickening. In Psalm 119, 159, it says, Quicken me, O Lord, as according to thy loving kindness. It's a quickening love. The love of God will take something that is dead and make it have life. We don't see that too often. We get to see it here in the word of God. Redeeming love in Isaiah 63, verse 9. Redeeming love, it says, in his love and his pity, he redeemed them. He bared them. He carried them all the days of old. Think about redemption. Think about purchasing for a price. And there's many, many stories of redemption. Of course, we go back to the Old Testament. We find the story, especially of Ruth, how she was impoverished and her husband had died and she had no way to carry on her family's name. And then there was a man, his name was Boaz, that was willing and able and did redeem her. And then from that couple, the bloodline of Jesus 
through Obed and then David, eventually leading to Jesus. Because of redemption, Jesus came. And because Jesus came, redemption is offered to all. Because we all are poor, we all have eternal separation from God in our future. But because of redemption, because of what Jesus did on the cross, he paid the price. Therefore, if we receive that gift of eternal life, we are redeemed. We're bought back, and God has great things in store for us. And then we have saving love. Of course, we know that salvation is because of love, and it says in Titus 3, 5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done. If you're trying to save yourself by your own works, you cannot save yourself. Therefore, we need his mercy. According to his mercy, he, what does it say? Saved us. Saved us from what? Well, we're on our way to hell, and he saved us to heaven. If you were on a sinking ship, and you're floating, holding onto a piece of debris, and the water's cold, and you're about to die, and along comes a lifeboat, and they pull you out of the water, that's salvation. The love that God has for you, he's pulled you out of the water. It's a saving love. By the way, God doesn't throw you back in the water, does he? That would be ridiculous for a savior to do. John 13, 1, we find a timeless love. Think about that. Jesus, the Lord, is outside of time. In John 13, 1, it says, Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world. He loved them unto the end. You know, the love of God is never gonna run out. Have you ever seen one of those hourglasses? We have them sometimes when we play a game. So you flip it over, and you have until that uh, sand runs out, and then the game is over, or you, you win or you lose, or whatever it is. So when you see that sand run out, there's a finality to it, right? But we know that God loved them into the end, but there's an eternal love that God has for you where there is no end. So the love of God is outside of time. It's an eternal love, and that's really, really important to us. You know, sometimes you think, well, God will love me until I do the one last thing that he's like, okay, fine, you're out of here. I can't handle that anymore. You're gone. He has a certain amount of patience, and once we get to that patient limit, the sand has run out, and he just rejects us. That's not God's love. It's a timeless love. And then we have the unquenchable love. In Song of Solomon 8, 7, it talks about many waters cannot quench love. Floods cannot drown love. And then there's valuable love. Man, I love this. The value in Ephesians 2, 4, God who is rich, in mercy, for his great love, wherein he loved us. You know the value of God's love? How much would you spend to have God love you, to have God offer you salvation? How much would you spend? I think we would spend everything we had. We would work our whole lives and give all of our money to God to buy that love. But you can't because it's free but that should tell us something. What should we be doing with our time, with our assets? We should be making sure that we're investing those things into eternity. It's valuable. What we have is beyond value. So stop hoarding. You know, I hate that show. Any of you watch on TV about hoarders? I just can't, I can't deal with it. I can't watch it. The clutter is just incredible. I'm just not used to that. But we have so many Christians that are hoarding, we're cluttering, we're saving up, and we have 
our houses or our banks full, and then we die. Think about what you're going to do with what you have and put a value on what is valuable, which is God's love, which is salvation. Make that the high value in your life, and that will influence the rest of your life. Join Pastor Jim Scudder on an inspiring journey of unending love in the three-part preaching series, Am I Love? With a donation to In Grace, you will receive your copy of this insightful series while helping In Grace spread God's unconditional love to more people. To discover more about God's love, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to In Grace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Working love. Love works. Psalm 111, verse 4. He hath made this wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has done great things for us. May that inspire us to work for him. And then X, exceeding love. You say, you're cheating. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. But I don't care. <laughs> Ephesians 2, 7. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. Man, it's going to be amazing. His love doesn't end. It's going to continue on and on and on. And I think it's going to grow. We're going to discover that God's love has no end, and it also seems to continue to expand through all eternity. It's going to be awesome in those ages to come. And then yearning love. 1 Timothy 2.4 says, who will have all men to be saved. Some people say God only wants certain people to be saved. No, the Bible is clear. God wants all men to be saved, and he's yearning for all men to be saved. We need to be busy sharing the message of salvation to a lost and dying world with earnestness. Because it's real. People are dying and going into an eternity separated from God in hell. And then zealous love. Isaiah 9, 7, of the increase of his government, peace, there shall be no end. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform. This is speaking of Jesus coming. It's a prophecy, a prediction of Jesus coming. And this is the zeal of the Lord. This is his intention. This is what he's going to do through his son is offer salvation to the entire world, and therefore his mercy, his love, will be showcased to all for all eternity. But Murphy is around and gets you discouraged, right? Just seems like things aren't working out and bad things keep happening to you, and we can get discouraged. Does God really love me? Does God really care about me? Am I loved? I'm gonna end with a story about a famous songwriter. His name was Philip Bliss. He died at 38 years old. If he'd have lived, he would have been probably the most prolific songwriter in history. He had a short time to write songs. He lived in the 1800s. He was born in 1838. And he was a young man who was very poor, lived in a log cabin. At 10, he was holding a basket of vegetables, working in the garden, bare feet, and off in the distance, there was this big estate and a big manor house, and he heard a noise coming out of that house he had never heard before. It was beautiful. It was an instrument playing, and he was so mesmerized, he dropped his basket, and he jumped over the fence, and, and it was almost like the music was pulling him along, and he was floating, and he, he let himself in, forgetting to knock, and he just stood there entranced in the parlor door. A woman 
playing the piano with her back to him. When she got done with the song, he said, oh, please don't stop. Now this startled the woman. Please don't stop, continue. That's the most beautiful sound I've ever heard. And she gave him a scolding and told him to get out of there and never come back. You think his first experience with a piano wouldn't be a good experience, but it was, for it led him to a life in music. At 11 years old, he left home to work, as many of them had to do back then. He worked in lumber camps. But somehow, some way, he was able to get involved in voice training. He became a, a famous singer. He then would start composing and started to do things like that and make a lot of money. One day, he was in Chicago, and he was walking by a service and heard D.L. Moody preaching. Him and his wife went in. He said the singing was terrible, and... Uh, he was there, and they were singing along, and his voice was so good, and the music was so bad that day, that D.L. Moody heard his voice in the crowd and later went and talked to Philip Bliss. And Philip Bliss eventually became a traveling evangelist, using his voice and his talents for the Lord. And it's kind of a tragic story. I'll give you more of this next time, but I'll just tell you the short version today. He was in... Pennsylvania for Christmas. He had two young children, one-year-old and five-year-old sons. And he was summoned back to Chicago by D.L. Moody to conduct a service. He decided to leave the kids with grandma. Him and his wife took an earlier train. And that train plunged into a ravine. He was able to extricate himself out of the burning car, but noticed that his wife was stuck and he went back in and he stayed with her until the end where they both died in the flames. There was a trunk that eventually somehow made it to Chicago. A person that was familiar with Bliss opened the trunk and discovered some poems that would be hymns that were written but had no music. They weren't songs yet. And he took one of those and he wrote a song. I'm not going to tell you what that song was, but it's a beautiful song about God's love. It's an important song. Let's back up a little bit. For Philip Bliss was attending a service, and in that service, they continued to sing time and again the same song, and it was, Oh, How I Love Jesus. This was in 1870, and he started to think about that song later, Oh, How I Love Jesus, and he said this, have I not been singing enough about my poor love for Jesus? And shall I not rather sing of his great love for me? See, when we focus on our love for Jesus, and I think we should, and I think it's proper for us to sing about how much we love him, but that's not ever going to be as good as it ought to be. Because we're human and we're growing and we're learning. And he said, why wouldn't we rather sing about his love for us, which was great and was perfect. And we just went through the alphabet of love. Why aren't we singing about his love for us instead of us loving him? And I think he has a point. He said later that day, he wrote out the lyrics for the song, Jesus loves even me. And that's been a favorite song for both adults and for children for many years. I am so glad that my Father in heaven tells of his love in the book he has given. Wonderful things 
in the Bible I see. This is the dearest, that Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves even me. God loves you. He is love. God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. And whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Am I loved? Absolutely. Absolutely. How much does God love me? Beyond words. Can't describe it. It's timeless. It's beyond our ability to measure how much he loves you. So why do bad things happen? Because God has a plan for you, and sometimes he allows things that seem bad, but really they're going to make you more like Jesus Christ. So trust him. And although you might sing about how much you love him, maybe let's sing about how much he loves us. How much did he love you? He died for you on a cross. He offered that salvation to anyone who will believe. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. All of us have sinned. All of us have come short of the glory of God. None of us deserve eternal life. That's why Jesus died for us on a cross. We have sinned. Sin separates us from God who is perfect. It sends us to hell. What are we going to do? We can't do anything about it. Therefore, God loves you. Jesus died for you on a cross. He paid for your sin. And if you will, it says, have faith in what? In Jesus that he died for you on a cross. He gives you eternal life. Now, you say, well, what if I mess up? You mess up, you're in his hand. He has you. He might lovingly chasten you. He will lovingly chasten you. But you're never going to be kicked out of his family. That is love that is amazing. It's abundant love. It's wonderful love. And he has you. He loves you. He died for you. Trust in him. You say, I'm not sure if I died today where I would go. Well, you have the opportunity right now to put your trust in Jesus Christ, to be saved right where you're sitting. Story of salvation where Philip Bliss tried to save his wife and she was so pinned she couldn't be extricated. And there are times when that will happen, but Jesus was able to accomplish salvation. It took a lot. He literally took our sin, he took your punishment upon himself, but he accomplished it, he did it. And now it's available to all of you if you'll simply believe. The gospel is a love story. It's that God loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for you and to rise again. And if you will trust in him, Jesus, you will be saved. And that's love. I mean, imagine that. We were separated. We were alienated. We were uh, basically dead in our sins. And God loved us so much that he sent his son to die for a sinner like me. And he did it for you. And if you've never put your faith in Jesus and him alone, not a religion, not a, a priest or a pastor, but in the person and work of Jesus, do it today. Do it today. Say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I can't save myself. Right now, I believe that Jesus died for me. And if you'll put your faith in Jesus, you will be saved. You will have finally understood God's love. We have this 
Love series since tomorrow is Valentine's Day. We've been playing it last week and this week, Am I Loved? And we can send it to you as a thank you for your gift of any amount to In Grace. Call us at 1-800-78-GRACE during business hours, 1-800-78-GRACE. If it's after hours, anytime our website is open, you can go to ingraceradio.com ingraceradio.com or write to us at ingrace P.O. Box 9 Lake Zurich, Illinois 60047 Join Pastor Jim Scudder on an inspiring journey of unending love in the three-part preaching series Am I Love? With a donation to Ingrace you will receive your copy of this insightful series while helping Ingrace spread God's unconditional love to more people to discover more about God's love Call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to Ingrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. Ingrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.